everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 274 of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In today's episode, we relay some of the latest news, including some thoughts from Colin Trevorrow on Jurassic World Dominion, a new picture from Empire, and some predictions on Beyond the Gates this week. After that, we are joined by Tom Jurassic to recap some of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 2 before Season 3 kicks off later this week on May 21st. We have so much Season 3 content coming your way, but we did want to get into Season 2 just very quickly to refresh everybody's memory before we watch some of the new episodes. So before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Um, Over on our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com, we're going to have a lot of fun stuff for you this week. Actually, we're going to have a lot of fun stuff uh, across all of our feeds and everywhere. So please keep your eye out this week on our website for a non-spoiler review for Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 3. We did get a chance to watch that a little bit early and prepared some content for you guys. So we'll have that non-spoiler review. Please check that out, um, as, as well as a non-spoiler video up on uh, on YouTube. Uh, actually, two of them. I think there will be one that's like a quick review and then a full kind of analysis, uh, non-spoiler analysis. I know it's tough, but bear with us. It's going to be fun. Listen, at least. And then we do have a full spoiler review coming later this week when the show actually debuts on Friday. Uh, full spoiler review on the website, a written review from Tom Jurassic, uh, a video from Tom Jurassic, and plus a full, uh, nearly two-hour conversation regarding full spoilers for Camp Cretaceous Season 3. It was so much fun to record with Tom, so I am very, 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 very excited for you guys to hear all the content we put together for this week. Um, so, Jurassic World, Cam Cretaceous, Season 3, Friday, May 21st. Please check it out. Watch it in its entirety, especially before listening to any of our spoiler-based content. Um, so over on YouTube, I kind of mentioned uh, at least uh, a few of those things. There's going to be a lot of videos this week. Um, but last week, we did a toy hunt out at Walmart, tracked down some stuff. Maybe, I don't know, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of all over the place. I actually found some really interesting things that were not Jurassic, so please go check that out. I did a live stream, um, and I, I, before this live stream, I actually reached out to a lot of people, wanted to know what you guys wanted to talk about, and I actually did pose a question on Twitter, uh, I think earlier that day or the day before, uh, about the horror of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and the elements 
more so at the at the latter half of that movie where you know the Indoraptor comes in where it's like a haunted mansion type film with you know vibes of Frankenstein and uh, Dracula and Wolfman and all of these uh, you know universal monster pictures mashed into this one moment in the film and I really wanted to know what people thought so I kind of translated that into the live stream as well we talked all about the horror of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom plus a few of the other movies as well we talked about this Dominion pick that was released uh, last week I believe whenever that was and uh, we we discussed the Amber collection some more and then we took a look at some of the latest universal Beijing pictures where you can get a glimpse of what Jurassic World Isla Nublar is going to be looking like. That is the brand new land that they've built for Jurassic World and it looks so good. I, I am so hyped for that for that project to come together finally. And uh, also last week I did a review or just a look I guess at uh, the Amber Collection John Raymond Arnold. Uh, so I took a look at Ray Arnold there, uh, and it was a fun. It was a fun review. I had a good time with that one. This week, I, like I said, we've got a lot of non-spoiler spoiler content coming for Jurassic World: Camp Cretaceous, and I will be doing a live stream as always this Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Probably going to talk some Camp Cretaceous in a non-spoiler sense with you guys. See if I can maybe answer questions in a very vague and non-spoilery way we'll see we'll see how that goes i don't know what i'll be able to say but uh we'll see what we can chat about that night and also this week we've got uh beyond the gates coming from uh you know jurassic outpost and target and mattel so we'll get to see a new item maybe a new item we'll see <laughs> that's to be foreseen uh but uh yeah so we'll, we'll be talking about that as well so it is a huge week for jurassic fans so, I do want to get into this episode, so without further ado, let's get this episode kicked off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research. Access rate program. Access new security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. Today, I guarantee it. All right, so first off here in the news, uh, this is an item that I did not get a chance to talk about last week. I know it was kind of all the hype last week, but uh, I did want to discuss it here with you guys. Empire Magazine, or Empire Online, released an article um, featuring a brand new image from Jurassic World Dominion, along with this uh, headline, Jurassic World Dominion. Director Colin Trevorrow recalls the moment filming shut down. Um, along with that exclusive image and there's some great details in here and I do want to get into those so why don't we uh, dive into some of those right away so they discussed uh, some details with Colin Trevorrow and he goes on to say on the very last day we were shooting I didn't find out officially that we were going to shut down until about three hours before we wrapped we were shooting in this old industrial barn Alexandra Derbyshire and Pat Crowley and I had a phone call with Universal and all of us agreed it was the right thing to do, but I still had a shoot day to finish. Whispers had begun, but we didn't want to compromise that moment in the movie by having it be fraught in any way. So we captured it and then we went home for three months and that day is in the movie. We didn't go back and reshoot it. The scariest moment was in late October when we had a couple of weeks left and the cases were rising exponentially. Because we had the crew that we did and the actors were always on set, we were able to accelerate what we were doing. 
but we definitely had a fear that we might have a movie that was nine-tenths finished and remain that way. So there you go, that kind of wraps up uh, Colin's thoughts and little insight. Um, you know, these articles pop up and have been popping up for uh, like a, about a year now, I feel like, uh, you know, just kind of showcasing the safety measures and everything going on with, uh, with, with Jurassic World Dominion. It's a huge production that really uh, transpired mostly during the pandemic and they just kind of wanted to ensure everybody that things were working properly uh, a lot of safety measures this time not so much on the safety measures but still kind of talking about the production and how covid really uh wrapped its grip around this production and it seems like uh you know it it really uh had a uh, an effect on this process where even after they came back, it almost completely shut down the film. It sounds like he was pretty worried that this movie maybe wouldn't have finished at all. And that is that is scary. You know, him saying that it was 9 tenths finished and remained that way, that just makes me think that they, they thought that there's a chance that we may never get back to filming this and it just might be, you know, on the scrap heap, half done. So that is pretty uh, pretty scary there to, to think that they were that close to potentially shutting down again and, and leaving it that way. But it is very exciting to hear that there is a moment that he describes in this movie that, you know, it was a very uh, important moment and he wanted to get that, that, that moment done and that they had this news, like he had this news in the back of his head and we'll be able to see that on film that... There's this, this warehouse, industrial barn thing or whatever, and there's something in the back of his mind as he's shooting this movie, and that's the fact that, hey, we're gonna have to shoot, we're gonna have to shut down uh, for a long time here. So it's, it's gonna be interesting to see this movie and have that in the back of our heads. But I do want to get into the image that Empire included as well, because they uh, showcased a brand new picture with Owen Grady and Barry, we get Barry Omar C here, uh, which is amazing. I'm so so glad we get to see Omar as Barry again. Uh, as soon as that news broke a while back that Barry would be returning to this movie, that was just super super exciting. I know we all missed Barry in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. We were always consistently talking about how it seems like there's plenty of room for that character there. That it would have been very cool to have him along for the adventure with Owen. But uh, this time it looks like he is here in Dominion in a very interesting uh, setting, which they're on a boat uh, with the name Fair Spanish Lady, uh, which it seems like it's it's a reference to Jaws. Uh, that is a, a, a song that uh, Quint sings and discusses um, in the movie. And uh, it's pretty interesting to have that little quote there, and it's kind of like an, a nice homage to Spielberg. Uh, is it an homage to water attacks of any sort? Maybe a Mosasaurus kind of situation? Maybe, maybe, maybe a Jaws kind of situation there, I don't know. But Barry and Owen are on this little boat. It's very small, looks like a very small kind of uh, rickety old boat, but the interesting thing here is it's in some sort of tunnel. So I'm assuming that this boat will be in water in the film. Right now, as it stands in this picture, it is just like on concrete or something like that. Owen and, and uh, well, I say Owen and Barry, but Chris and Omar are talking to Colin Trevorrow, maybe setting up the scene. There's a few crew members there just standing around the camera rig. 
but uh, I'm assuming this boat will probably be on some sort of rig to kind of simulate water as they uh, traverse through this tunnel system. Very old, um, ancient looking tunnel system. Uh, so I'm assuming this is gonna be based out of, uh, or simulating it being based out of what they were filming and tying to what they were doing out in Malta. Um, so Malta is a, a European island that is very ancient. I know there's a lot of filming for like um, old city kind of, you know, scapes and stuff like that for other projects as well. So uh, I'll be interested to see how that ties into this. But um, I'm digging the image. I'm digging the vibe. Uh, the outfits here are pretty good. They, they feel like Owen. They feel like Barry. So... I'm definitely down with it. But outside of that and, the, you know, the fair Spanish lady quote on the boat as the name, not too much to gather from this image. So I'm very excited, and it's always good to see a new picture. Even, you know, recently it feels like it's been a while since we heard anything from this movie. So I'm very, very excited to hopefully, you know, once Jurassic June rolls around, to hopefully learn some more about Jurassic World Dominion. But for now please head to the link in our show notes to read more and to find the image uh, from Empire. All right, so lastly here in the news, this is uh, not too news-oriented, but I just kind of wanted to throw it in here because it is uh, Beyond the Gates week over at Target, and there is an exclusive item coming this Wednesday, 519. Uh, it says one exclusive item from the Legacy Collection. So uh, we will be talking about whatever this item is in our live stream Wednesday night. So it's always it's always very well timed. Thank you, Outpost, for that to give us some content to talk about uh, every Wednesday night. Well, not every Wednesday. Uh, one Wednesday every every month. But uh, so I just wanted to speculate real quick because um, I had done this on, maybe I did it in, in The Wire, I'm not too sure, but I've definitely done it a lot on our live streams. But uh, I've, I'm kind of, if I'm a betting person, I'm kind of putting my, my bets down or my money down on this legacy item being the Ford Explorer. Uh, that, I, I'm assuming that's going to be the thing that's announced here. I think that uh, with the projections of when the item was going to be released via Smiths, uh, a website out in the UK that, that showcased first showcased the item, saying that it was going to be available, I believe, in June. Um, and uh, understanding that the time frame in which uh, previous pre-orders have been placed and when they've been fulfilled... I, I think this will be on a similar schedule to what Smith's was doing. So I'm thinking that this, you know, this was an item that was most likely timed to be released with Jurassic World Dominion. That is something that I've been saying since the start of Mattel when people were uh, complaining that we were never getting this Explorer after a few different Jeeps and whatnot. And then, you know, a year went by, two years, three years, however long. People were always wondering, where is the Ford Explorer? And I've, I've kind of always said that it's going to be timed with Dominion. There's no doubt about that. And I think that's the case here. So I'm expecting this to be the Ford Explorer. Even though we're not getting Jurassic World Dominion this uh, upcoming month in June, it would have been so uh, beautifully timed, right? It would have been perfect. But alas, that is not the case uh, this time around. So 
I still think it uh, it was a nice try. It was a valiant effort. So that's my thoughts, at least. I'm pretty sure it'll be that. So if you have any speculation, I'd love to hear it. So set us up over on Twitter. Let me know at Jurassic Park Pod. I'd like to know what you guys think is going to be popping up this week. Might be a fun little game to play every uh, every month when some new items pop up. So keep your eyes peeled to Target.com. We'll all place our bets and see what's going to happen, and then we'll talk about it Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, over on our live stream. Oh, there it is. There it is. This is what camp's about! Who's with me? Keep telling your little story. What was that? Hello? Hello? Can anybody... Time for you all to leave. Hey! Clearly this group has no respect for my lab. Oh, Bumpy. Gave it a name. It's precious. We're on our own. We've lined up exclusive behind-the-scenes tours of Jurassic World. Ooh. Yes! Dinosaurs? Plenty of dinosaurs. So, ready for an adventure? Absolutely. But I'm going to need that speech a little shorter and really try to lean into the majesty of this place. <laughs> okay, we're going now. Let's get the six of you to camp. Hey, guys, what's going on? Uh, we wanted to break down season two of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous for you guys because we're about to hit season three here at the end of the week and uh wanted to just kind of um refresh our memories so I am here to talk about that with my buddy Tom Jurassic and uh what's going on Tom not much it is pouring with rain here so you can see I have transitioned to lovely sunny Isla Nublar (laughs) instead Yeah, well, I don't know. I maybe it'll uh, forecast your thoughts on season two a little bit. I'm not too sure there, but but uh, what? Uh, give give me your quick thoughts, real quick thoughts on season two, just as a whole, before we uh, kind of dive a little bit farther. Yeah, so season two did some interesting stuff, and a lot of interesting, more mature themes, I would say, uh, especially mm-hmm. with some of the stuff with Tiff and Mitch and trophy hunting. I thought that was really well done. Um, but I think overall this season was a little bit bombastic. I think that's the word I used in a lot of my reviews, and it kind of sums up at least my personal feelings on it, <laughs> where it kind of um, it, it went in a little bit more of a grandiose direction in season one. So season one was quite grounded. It told quite a... Um, condensed story of the kids attempting to survive during the Jurassic World incident Um, and then season two kind of went off the rails at times but it also had a lot of interesting stuff around Isla Nublar's infrastructure um, and also some of the additional work that Dr. Henry Wu was doing behind the scenes as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah I um I don't know. Yeah, I kind of had very similar th- feelings as you. Uh, upon my initial watch, I was just like, oh, man, this wasn't my favorite season so far. But I think as time went on, I kind of appreciated it a little bit more on my second yeah. viewing and stuff like that. But it definitely was less grounded. Um, you know, you had stuff like a lot of dinosaur riding and explosions <laughs> with slow-mo and just like very fantastical sequences, which I, I do enjoy. It just felt different and um initially you know i had a hard time getting into mitch and tiff and um i think i i do appreciate the intentions there a little bit i just didn't love the uh the way it was kind of enacted and um yeah but i do think there's a lot of good groundwork i think in this season 
Uh, what I loved about season two, though, I think, is um, the the way that the like dinosaurs were portrayed. There was a lot of like eh, very natural stuff. You got to see Rexy yeah. creating a nest and being very dominant. Um, you get to see like Baryonyx becoming like a family and just that kind of interaction and a little bit of sympathy between the creatures. It was actually really, really interesting. Um, and then, of course, we got like a lot of E750s, not a lot, but, uh, you know, a, a bigger introduction, I guess, to E750. We still didn't know what it was or what was the deal, um, but uh, you can tell it's, it's not going to be something good. Um, but I like, yeah, what you mentioned about, like, behind the scenes with Dr. Wu, you know, that ties into E750. And, and I think this season definitely just continued to make me question, which I have been since Jurassic World came out, like, what was he doing? Uh, this just yeah. kind of expanded it and made me question, like, Okay, so I already was very confused uh, coming out of Jurassic World. Like, who is he working for? And, you know, what's the deal? What's going on here? And then Fallen Kingdom didn't really answer that. It kind of opened it up again. And I'm like, oh, my God, how do these things tie together? <laughs> and then season two is like, oh, my God, how does all this tie together? So that's that's where I was kind of standing right there. Um, but, yeah, I overall did enjoy it, but it took me a little while to come around on season two. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. And I, I, I think... Like looking back on it, I I found it really interesting because a lot of the sort of community perception when that series came out was there was a lot of people saying that things like my review, for example, was too harsh. But I'm like, well, and it, it's different to everyone, you know. There's going to be people who are going to want to see those more grandiose sequences, and I I, yeah. I think it's kind of interesting in many regards when you think about the core sort of concept of Camp Cretaceous as a Jurassic product because actually for, for those of us who are core fans yes there's a lot of stuff to enjoy but it's not really designed for us I would argue I think it's sort of in, in many ways more a stepping on point for other fans to become part of the franchise as well so it's been it's been quite interesting seeing that sort of um reaction and i think it's also been interesting seeing how the second season hasn't it, it's sort of been a lot more universally loved than i would say something like huh. fallen kingdom i think yeah fallen kingdom we probably both saw because we were podcasting a lot when that film came out there was kind of quite a divided reception to it yeah and i think beforehand we were sort of expecting the same thing here but it seems like a lot more people were willing to just go with it this time around which was quite cool to see yeah i guess maybe the medium does that to yeah. people you know kind of like you're saying you're, you're you expect something different but i do remember that i remember wondering about our perception on what we saw and and i know like I, we've we did record a bunch of stuff and then that ended up getting lost and then by the time i recovered it it just felt like it was too late to release anyway yeah. so so we didn't actually get around to discussing it too much i don't think me and you together uh, maybe we did at some point but um at least on the show um but i remember our reaction was like huh i don't know what people are gonna think i wonder how they're gonna react to this season and then we were we were definitely like blown away by how excited people were and i was like yeah i was very happy to see that because i i just you know despite you know the initial feelings and stuff and i know yours kind of stuck but like i i just didn't want people to jump ship and just be like ah i'm done with that i'm i'm 
you yeah. know, I'm over, I'm over with uh, Camp Cretaceous. But it seemed like a lot of people stayed on and were very, very excited about it, found a lot to love. Uh, of course, I do hear every now and then people being like, well, I don't really consider that canon. And I'm like, well, whatever. You know, that's fine. But, like, technically the it is. The directors like, have said it is canon, yeah. so... Yeah, technically it is. So you it's know? like you, you kind of have to. And then, yeah, you got to analyze how that reacts with different things throughout the franchise. And and uh, yeah, but uh, I, I do like it. It is, you know, there are a lot of unbelievable moments that could take you out of out of it, canonically speaking. Um, you know, it's most I guess mostly like Ben and, and uh, Bumpy and then taking out Toro. I know a lot of people yeah. had issue with with Ben taking out Toro. I thought it was fun. I had no problem with that, really. I just, I didn't like the setting of that situation, but, like, I, I liked the instance. That was pretty fun. Um, and then, like, uh, Hap. I forgot about Hap. Uh, that was pretty cool. Like, I liked, I liked that character and him, like, kind of turning the tables. You thought he was, like, a, a really nasty dude, but then all of a sudden he's, like, on their side and like doing this heroic pose and taking out the Baryon or trying to take out the Baryonyx. I it's guess like it was... an Owen Grady moment with the shock stick. Yeah, it was pretty epic. I, I really, really loved that moment. I, uh, you know, I, I thought that was pretty awesome. And so, I mean, again, that's kind of one of those like silly, fantastical moments, but like, I, I love that. I love that kind of stuff. Um, but, um, oh, and yeah, all the Main Street stuff was pretty cool, just being able to yeah. to go back to that spot and, and see what Rexy was doing, like I mentioned before. Um, but, yeah, anything else that kind of stands out to you? Because I know we're going to be discussing Season 3 shortly for everybody listening. We're going we're gonna to talk about that soon. But, um, but, yeah, anything else that kind of stands out to you that you remember? I think it, it's just... It... It, a, a lot of it boils down to what we said, which is it was a filler season, so it perhaps didn't have as many eventful things as season one. But as people are going to see very soon, that pays off when you see season three. Yeah, I, I feel like I say that a lot. Um, I've said it with like the toy line and, and different things like that. I'm just like, guys, be patient when it comes to these things yeah. because you never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I did enjoy it. And I think, I think there's a lot there. I, one of the things was like the timeline. I really liked diving into the timeline, talking with Scott Kramer about that, the, the executive producer and finding out that I was like two to three months later or something like that. So yeah. a lot of time has gone by, even though you might not be able to tell too much. I mean, just visually, you know, you look at like different things that they've been doing and you can kind of figure it out, but it's still kind of, it's not really said directly on screen. So, um, but I, I like, I like that kind of stuff and, um, you know, opening up the world. And I think they did an okay job in season two. I think there was plenty of room to expand more because sometimes it felt a little stale as far as like where they were. It felt like a lot yeah. of repeated stuff, but there was, there was a few moments of like, Oh, that's cool that they're expanding it to this area. But um, overall definitely thought it was good. I, I just wanted this to be a quick segment. So we don't, you know, we don't have too much to go into, but um, yeah. Oh, and, and dinosaurs reclaiming the land. Sorry. I'm looking through some notes and I keep spotting some fun <laughs> stuff. Uh, dinosaurs. I know I talked about like them being natural and stuff like that, but them reclaiming, was pretty cool you got to see a lot yeah. of them like a lot of them like finally deciding hey this is my territory now and i'm gonna do with it what i want and and that was pretty cool i think see season two is interesting because a lot of people and um, we were talking about this the other day a lot of people were speculating it it was rewritten to like mm -hmm. 
cut out some Dominion tie-in. Um, but actually, when we were talking, we were saying that it doesn't feel like it was rewritten. And I think people are kind of looking over the fact that the Dominion tie-in is exactly what you're saying. It's dinosaurs adapting to their environment, how they're behaving when they're out of the fences, yeah. how there's this conflict between different groups of them. Because I always say, if you think about it, this is in the past, so this is 2015 still. This is after the Jurassic World incident, how that fallout happened on Isla Nublar. The same is going to be happening in the modern-day Jurassic universe after the fallout of the Lockwood Manor incident. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of giving you a flavour of what's unfolding in the real Jurassic universe currently yeah. between the events of Fallen Kingdom and the events of Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get some payoff in season three, but like, yeah, there's some payoff in there that I'm sure we are unaware of because we haven't gotten to mm. Dominion yet. So that is that is pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, I think that about wraps it up. So, Tom, why don't you let some some of these people know where they can find you online uh, as we head out? If you really want to come and listen to more of my <laughs> Jurassic ramblings online, uh, feel free to find me at Tom underscore Jurassic on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Thanks for joining me, dude. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a huge thanks to Tom for joining me here today. Uh, spur of the moment recording, we, we did no planning for this conversation. I literally sprung it on him as we uh, decided to record on a Sunday morning here in the States and uh, Sunday afternoon out there. We recorded for, yeah, I think he posted on Twitter about three hours, um, a lot of Camp Cretaceous Season 3 discussion, but you know what? I was like, let's discuss Season 2 real quick. I'll throw it in the episode this week. I was going to do a solo recording just myself, but I figured, Tom, you're here. Let's talk about it. So he was kind enough to chat about it with me. So thank you again, Tom. And please, everybody, go check out Tom's amazing work this week uh, via our, our website and our YouTube channel. He's going to have a ton of articles and, uh, and videos and content just all over the place. So please show him some love. Go give him a follow. Um, just search out for Tom Jurassic. He's all over the place uh, under those handles. So please find him, show him some love, read his work, watch his videos, and then, of course, watch all uh, our content together, which will be um, the non-spoiler review and a full spoiler review later this week. So it's going to be so much fun. I am so pumped to release all that information. And you know what? We want to hear from you. So if you're listening to this sometime this week after you've listened or watched uh, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 3, please send us your thoughts and feelings on Season 3. You can email us at JurassicParkPod, uh, or that's not it, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also like record some voice memos on your phone, email those over to that same address, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, or you could call our voicemail line, 732 825 seven seven six three and leave us a message i'm not gonna answer it you can just leave us a nice little message and i'll throw that well i'll throw all of those comments and everything into a larger uh review uh thought episode uh listener segment episode where we get everybody's thoughts and feelings on jurassic world camp cretaceous season three i am so excited 
for everybody to listen or to watch, to listen to our content, and then to discuss everything afterwards. It's gonna be a blast. So, I did want to jump into a review before we head out of here. So, moving over to Apple Podcasts, where all of our reviews are contained, please head over to Apple Podcasts, open up your app on your phone if you have an Apple device or uh, I'm not sure. Can you do them on the computer? I'm not, I don't know. But on your phone, open up your app, leave us a five-star review. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so please also write something down. And uh, if you if you leave us a review and write something in there, I will read them on the podcast. You can, you can leave us that five-star review. You don't have to. You can be honest with yourself and with us. That's perfectly fine as well. But we always appreciate a nice five-star review. So this review here... Comes from, uh, wow, uh, this name is HDHDHDGDUS. Okay, long long name, very much appreciate the review. It says, I'm a Jurassic World super fan. I'm sure you are, so let's take a listen to what the review says. It says, I love Jurassic Park and World, and I think E750 is a hybrid of Indoraptor and an amphibian. The first dino I learned about was a Ceratosaurus, and my favorite dino is probably Metriacanthosaurus. So there's a review right there. So I, I love that. I love learning a little bit about the listeners as well. That's always good to, to know what people are fans of, what people think are going to be happening in, uh, you know, certain things, certain projects. And I, I do like that. A lot of people have been leaving their thoughts and ideas as far as what things are going to be. And that is really fun to hear. And uh, I think an interesting way to leave a review. So this person thinks E750 is a hybrid of an Indoraptor and an Amphibian. I am very excited for you to, uh, uh, to get a chance to watch Season 3 of Camp Cretaceous so you can find out exactly what E750 is. And uh, maybe you'll find some other dinosaurs in there as well that you're, they're, that you're interested in. So, uh, again, thank you so much this, to this Jurassic World super fan for leaving us a review. And if you want me to read yours, like I said, please head to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and I will read them at the end of the episodes. So, I think that about wraps it up for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Please be sure to check out all of our content this week as Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 3 debuts. Stay safe out there. Be kind to everybody that you interact with and, and meet. And we'll see you guys shortly again this week and with a brand new episode next week. So, without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Thanks, everybody. Saddle up, let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. 
feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.